Hello, everyone, and welcome to Baldwin's Unlocking Potential podcast series. I'm Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the show. Today, we're here to discuss Baldwin Technologies' mission to assist textile manufacturers, brands, and retailers to reach their sustainability goals, enabling them to be more responsible stewards of the world we live in. Historically, the textile industry has been one of the biggest culprits of environmental pollution and waste. Textiles generates 20% of the world's industrial water pollution and is the second largest consumer of water. It takes about 1,800 to 2,000 gallons of water to produce one pair of jeans. A t-shirt consumes a mere 700 gallons of water. According to Green America, a nonprofit membership organization based in the United States that promotes environmental awareness and ethical consumerism, the fashion industry alone generates 10% of global carbon emissions. This is more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. Baldwin Technology, a Barry Waymiller company, entered the textile space in earnest at ITMA 2016 in Milan, Italy, the company introduced precision spray systems for the sustainable application of moisture and finishing chemistry in textile manufacturing. From what started as a proof of concept, the name Baldwin is quickly becoming synonymous with sustainable finishing in the textile industry. And I'm here with Rick Stanford, Vice President of Global Business Development for Baldwin's Textile, Te textile Technology. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, good morning, Tyler. Thanks, thanks for having me. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on the show, Rick, to talk about such an important topic. But I want to start off by learning a little bit more about you and hearing about your background. So, uh, so give us a little bit of a sense of who you are, Rick. Right. So I'm, I'm down here in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is pretty close to the central of uh, textiles here in the United States. And I finished at Georgia Tech in the late 80s, and I started out in, in manufacturing from, for one of the larger textile manufacturers here in the, in the U.S., and and uh, after working with those guys for a few years, I decided to try my hand at sales. You know, I had those guys would, would come by and uh, take me to lunch. They had nice clothes, drove nice cars. I thought, you, you know, maybe that's what I want to do. That's, that's pretty easy. So uh, anyway, be careful for what you ask for. You may get it. So 30 years later, I'm, I'm still here peddling uh, uh, textiles. But uh, I, I really worked, uh, been fortunate to work for some uh impressive companies, several European companies, and most of my background is in promoting new technology uh, to the textile industry. Fantastic stuff. So, Rick, obviously we started off today talking about sustainability and being more sustainable. How does this apply to textiles? And, you know, a lot of people will, will use buzzwords like sustainability, uh, you know, and just kind of toss it around. But is the industry serious about achieving sustainability or is this just uh, another buzzword that, that people are using to get attention? Yeah, it's true, Tyler. Over, over the years, many new buzzwords have come and gone, but, but sustainability uh, in textiles and in, and in many industries and, and around the world as we talk about climate change, uh, the textile industry is, is actually quite serious about uh, achieving sustainability goals. And there's several, there's several different uh, types of sustainabilities within textiles, whether it's a, a circular economy where you're trying to uh, repurpose and, and reuse fibers or yarns, or if they're talking about microplastic waste that are showing up in in the oceans or if we're talking about lowering carbon footprint and saving water and uh, it's it's really driven by the consumer if you look at today's consumers you know a lot of the uh, consumer purchases today are driven by the millennials and also uh, the gen z's 
these guys are definitely as a, as a group uh, more in, environmentally conscious. And so they're demanding that the, uh, that the brands provide them with these types of solutions. And of course the brands, they're driving this onto their supply chain. For the most part, the brands really don't, really don't do their own manufacturing. Most of it is, is outsourced to, to various areas in the textile chain. And so they're pushing, they're pushing this sustainability as, as well as the textile mills themselves. They want to be good stewards uh, of, of, of the world as, as well. But, but a little bit of the rub here is, is that consumers want sustainable products, but generally they don't want to pay more for it. And, and therefore the brands don't want to pay more for it. Uh, Rick, let's hop to this question here. How does Baldwin fit into the textile sustainability revolution? What is Baldwin doing to really enable uh, sustainability um, within, uh, within textiles? Right, so when you look at uh, Baldwin's uh, product portfolio, uh, we're very strong in the offset printing industry uh, with spray technology. And about six years ago, we started looking at other industries to take this technology and uh, textiles seem to be a good fit. And so what we offer today is our Texcoat system, which is precision uh, spray technology for applying different types of finishes to textiles, whether it's softeners or antimicrobials, water repellents, whatever the case may be. I mean, what you're wearing today most likely has had some sort of softener uh, applied to it. But the way this is done traditionally in 99% of the cases is the way that they've been doing it for years and years. They dip the fabric in what is known as a, a pad or a bath, if you will, squeeze out the excess, and then they process it through a drying system known as a stenter. And that applies the type finish that you're looking for on the fabrics. But what the Baldwin Texcoat system does is we actually spray the application onto the, uh, onto the fabric with precision. So rather than just completely saturating the fabric, we're actually providing a precise spray across it with a much lower uh, amount of water being used. And if you're using lower water, that means less energy, less water waste, and faster performance. Our non-contact spray system uh, allows production uh, manufacturers to change from one fabric to the next without stopping the machine, adding, uh, adding quite a bit of improvements in productivity. So you're saving water, you're saving energy, you're getting a better quality performance, and you're uh, getting more productive output from the system. Well, that sounds like a win-win-win, you know, which which makes it sound like a no-brainer to me, to me, Rick. So, based on your description of Baldwin's precision, precision systems uh, and how they apply to textile finishing, I, I would imagine that your order backlog looks pretty good, and customers are standing in line to adopt this technology. Is that the case? Well, you know, our order backlog's not too bad. We uh, we just last week uh, took in a very large uh, order from uh, from a customer of ours in Central America, actually a repeat customer. So, so we're pleased to see those repeats coming in. <clears throat> but anytime you're changing into new technology, you're asking the market to make a paradigm shift in what they're used to working with. So it takes, it takes time. We have to find the early adopters. And let's say in the last five years, we, we've done that. We have several installations in Europe and the Americas of the early adopters. And now the second wave of adopters 
are, are starting to take hold. So it's a real exciting time for us. If, if, if I were using an analogy, I would say it's similar to the car industry. If you look at uh, electric cars, for example, uh, a few years ago, uh, people started looking at electric cars, but they were just a novelty. Tesla comes on the scene and they start getting some traction. And now there are many more car companies with electric cars. And, and now even people that did not look for electric cars in the past are now starting to consider them. So they're becoming much more mainstream. Now, textiles or most industrial applications aren't sexy like the car industry is. So we move a bit slower, but it's, it's a bit taking the customer from the pad uh, to the spray system is, is much like taking the consumer from the uh, a, a typical uh, gas powered auto into the electric uh, car. So th this is the path that we're, that we're on at the moment. We're getting reorders, uh, new adopters, and finding new applications. Absolutely. And, you know, Rick, before we move on, I think you got uh, cut off a little bit earlier when you were talking about maybe just the generational shift in terms of what consumers expect these days when it comes to millennials and Gen Z. And I wanted to see if you wanted to maybe finish your thought or elaborate on that a little bit more, just on what consumers expect these days, uh, especially when it comes to plugged in generations like millennials and Gen Z who want to know, you know, was my product made sustainably? And that, that can actually be a, a selling point for many products in the future. So I wanted to see if you wanted to finish that thought real quick. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to do that. Appreciate it, Tyler. And of course, it's always Murphy's Law, right? I mean, I probably <laughs> made 100 video calls in the last three months, not a single problem. Today, we have a problem. Um, usually, usually, the only interruption I get is if my cat decides to walk across in front of the camera. But uh, my wife's corralled him today. But uh, anyhow, uh, so yeah, I'd like to go back to that point. So what you're seeing is a, a, a shift in consumer demand. And, and part of this is driven by the, the different generations. So the Gen Z's and the millennials uh, are a little bit more uh, environmentally conscious. And let's say my group, uh, the baby boomers, that's not to say that we're not, but definitely these guys are much, much more conscious. So they are pushing the brands to be sustainable. And the brands are recognizing that. And if, if you go on some of the major brands' websites, you'll see that they have pages and sometimes websites just devoted to sustainability. And so these, these brands have keyed in on that and they, they are, are working with their supply chain to find ways to, uh, let's say, say, reduce the carbon footprint, use less water. And you know, the supply chain, that, you know, they want to be good stewards of the environment. And so they want to do this as well. But here's the rub. The rub is, is that the, the brands aren't really willing to pay extra in general for these more sustainable products because the, the, the market is still price sensitive. So between the brands and, and the meals, they have to find ways for sustainable products or sustainable technology without in, increasing costs. And that's one of the big points with, with Baldwin's Texcoat system in the finishing department is the fact that we are uh, reducing this carbon footprint in finishing, as I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, in, in the cast here. And so, you, you know, the, the, the brands are happy because they're getting more sustainable products, but the bean counters and, and, and the managers are happy 
uh, at the mills because they're able to pay for this technology with savings in power, chemistry, uh, productivity increases. And, and so it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Rick, you mentioned earlier that we have early adopters and some successful repeat orders in Europe and the Americas. So give us the next steps. So what, what's next for Baldwin? Well, obviously, we're looking at uh, where else we can take this te uh, technology within the uh, within the textile chain. And uh, a few weeks ago, you had one of my colleagues, John Cusack, on where he was talking about um, uh, our uh, print monitoring uh, technology. Also, we have uh, UV LED lamp technology in some of our sister companies. So there, there are some possible opportunities for us in textiles uh, with, with, with some of our sisters. However, for us with Texcoat, our focus will be to shift over into Asia. We're fairly well established now in Europe and the Americas. But if you, if you look at the textile market, 80% of the market is going to be in Asia. And so we're looking to, to move into this area next. We do have a couple of projects in Asia already, uh, and our plan is to move forward there uh, as quickly as possible. The pandemic slowed things down a, down a bit, but uh, that's where the, the big market is for us. If I just circle back around to the brands, I probably get one or two calls from brands a week wanting to see how Texcoat can, can help them in the supply chain, lowering the carbon footprint, improving productivity, and every time I talk to a brand, they always want to focus on Asia. That's where the big factories are. That's where the high productivity is. And so that's where we plan to go next. Excellent, excellent stuff. Rick, before we wrap up here today, I want to give the floor back over to you just for any final closing thoughts that you have, anything you want to leave our listeners or viewers with here today. Um, so feel free, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, any final thoughts, anything you want to leave uh, people with here as we, uh, we wrap up this episode? Yeah, just, just a couple of closing thoughts. We, we first showed this, uh, this technology back, uh, back in Milan in, in 2015, proof of concept that you mentioned early, early in the podcast. And then we, we went to the, the next big show was actually Barcelona in 2019. And, and you can see how the, the knowledge of, of spray systems with Baldwin has, has really transitioned in the last few years. So when we were at Barcelona a little over two years ago, we had uh, uh, many people stopping by our stand. They didn't know what we were doing, but they were curious. So, you know, the, the stand was full of curious people. Uh, two weeks ago, we just had the Tech Textile Show in Raleigh, North Carolina, and w we really didn't know what to expect with the, with the pandemic if people would show or not, but, but the booth was completely filled with people. But, but now we see a transition a bit. In, instead of people that had no clue of what we were promoting, now they know exactly what, what they're doing and they're seeking us out. So uh, we're, we're very excited about how we're starting to educate the market in making this transition uh, from, from, from pad to spray. Like I said, about 99% of the fabrics that you buy today, whether it's apparel or automotive, home furnishings, what it, what it is, all the finishes are applied with, with, with padding technology. So we have to make that transition, like going from, from, from gas automobile to, to electric, we've got to push the market uh, that way. And you know we've got the support of the consumers, we've got the support of the brands. It's just educating the market and giving the confidence that they need to make that transition. 
Absolutely. And if you're tuning into this podcast and you want to learn more, head to baldwintech.com. There at the top of the page under industries, you can find textiles and you can read a little bit more about what, what Rick is talking about and, and get some more details. And I'm sure people can reach out uh, if they have questions there on, on the website as well, Rick. Right. Thanks. Pre- appreciate it today, Tyler. Sorry we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I hope that people stayed, uh, stayed tuned. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks, sir. I enjoyed it as well. Rick Stanford, Vice President for Global Business Development at Baldwin's Technology or its Textile Technology Division. Rick, thank you once again. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Baldwin's Unlocking Potential Podcast. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for previous episodes, make sure to go check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head to baldwintech.com for more from the podcast. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the show that you won't want to miss along these same lines. But until then, for my guest today, Rick Stanford, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you all so much for joining us.